it's been close to two years, I think, since I connected with you live. So it's October 3rd, 2022. And <laughs> Holler Ghosts, my last album, is turning a year old at the end of the month. And I just accessed this account for the first time in a hundred years and discovered this beautiful interview um, that I has been sitting in draft form for a year now. Um, Amy Harmon of Little Sister Radio at Berea College interviewed me in regards to the record, and you can hear that whole thing here. Um, note that when the interview plays Lunamoth, there is some there's some timing discrepancies to avoid the curse words, which are not eligible for Berea College Radio. But uh, I love you. We got we got big things in the works. I'm, I'm coming back. I'm back. I'm back, baby. You're listening to Little Sister Radio on Berea College News and Radio. Sí, 
You are listening to Little Sister Radio on Berea College News and Radio. My name is Amy Harmon, and I have the very distinct pleasure of being with the one and only Rainbow Star, who happens to reside in Berea, and today is the big release of her new EP, Holler Ghost, today, October 29th, and she is here with me in my home studio, and we are going to explore this EP, learn about Rainbow. But Rainbow, would you like to say a few words about yourself? Happy birthday, Amy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I really appreciate that, and it's extra special that this album is getting released on my birthday, almost like a little present, but I know that Mm -hmm. it's a present for so many other people. so So to get us started, I would love for you to share with the audience at home sort of how you came into being a musician and what drives your passion for music. Mm, So... Yeah, also, y'all just heard uh, A Good Man is Hard to Find from the upcoming record. Um, I think my parents gave me a little uh, tape cassette recorder when I was three, and there's a picture of me on my third birthday with a hip jetted and jetted out, like, singing into the microphone, and that that was the cause of many uh, an hour of playtime. Um, and then when I was in college, had like a duo, you know, I, I learned how to play guitar when I was 16, I took like one lesson and then was self-taught the rest of it. Um, and then, yeah, had a little duo in college and for whatever reason decided that my guitarist was much better at guitar than I was. He'd had like eight years of lessons and I, my perfectionism told me that I wasn't good enough. So I quit for 13 years and uh, after a 13-year perfectionism-induced songwriting hiatus. I was here in town, and a woman that I, I was at her house, and she was playing dulcimer, and I was just captivated. I'd never heard anyone play dulcimer before. And she was like, come over here, and I'll show you how to play a song. And so she pl- showed me how to play Boil Them Cabbage. And and then she was like, if I loan this to you, will you play it? And I was like, yes, ma'am. So I had her, I had that, I had that dulcimer for a couple years, and I, I wrote my first two albums on it. Um, as well as picking back, pick back up my my guitar, the first one that I had when I was sixteen at that point, and yeah, just like a whole two albums of songs flooded out. So that's awesome. Yeah. I remember a story you told me once too that you rented out. Was it your ukulele from the library <laughs> yeah, here yeah, in town? Yeah. I think that's fascinating, especially for um, maybe the students who are listening to this. If you want to learn how to play an instrument. The public library here in Berea actually rents out instruments. Yeah. That is so cool. It's amazing. Yeah. And, and then I was like, how much to never give it back to you? <laughs> and they were like, is $30 okay? I'm like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, so let's dive a little bit more into the song that we just heard, A Good Man is Hard to Find. What's the background on that song? Who did you collaborate with or any other information that you want to share about it? Yeah, so you hear the voice of Faye Adams Eaton, who used to be the the manager of the farmer's market here in town, Um, Mm -hmm. her beautiful, light British accent there. Um, You hear her in the the background, but it's a song about domestic violence and... um, and surviving domestic violence to be perfectly content being single 
<laughs> very single for a very long time and being very isolated. Um, you know, the beginning says never been so alone before and I don't mind, never stayed so at home before and I don't mind. This was pre-pandemic when I wrote this song, but it's even more poignant now than ever. And, um, you know, the, the, the bridge, the women give birth to all the earth and the men do all the killing. It's just so much more and more poignant as every day goes by and more and more news stories of men murdering women and getting away with it. So, it, yeah, it's pretty pertinent. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about how you go about writing a song and kind of what what is your inspiration for, well, this EP especially, but sort of how did it come together? Like, did you have these ideas about the topics that you wanted to cover in general or just maybe talk a little bit more about your songwriting process. Highly unintentional is my song is fully. I have no control over it whatsoever. I don't understand when people people who can sit down and write a song on purpose, I don't get it. Um, because my my I feel 100% at the whims of my fairy muses who deliver songs to me usually intact. Um, if not intact, it's always the chorus first. It's always the chorus, <laughs> oddly. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times the bridge will come. And, what, and anyway, so yeah, and it's usually in beta states. So like first thing when I wake up a couple of days ago, I started writing a song first thing when I woke up, you know, your brains in that like you get out of the way so that some kind of higher consciousness can come through. When I was vacuuming a lot, when I was housekeeping here in town, I would write songs all the time. I wrote a song when I was pressure washing. <laughs> like, yeah, that's how it comes. So it's sort of happening as you're going about your day-to-day mm-hmm. life. And yeah. then when you have an idea, do you take out like a voice recorder yeah. and then capture like yeah. phrases or lyrics or... Yeah. So I don't like, I don't do music theory it makes me want to cry when people start talking about music theory to me I actually took a I took an audited a class a music theory class um at at Berea a couple years ago and I quit (laughs) I quit about before the final I would just sit there in class and cry I don't get it but um so yes I record video of me playing so that I know how to play um I used to like write down just like I don't I don't even know what chords I'm playing so I just write down like what you know what fret on what uh string and then uh, this album and the previous album were recorded using the voice recorder app on my phone, is what, which is what I use to capture ideas as they come in. So, so awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad you think so. <laughs> it is. It's, it's like that creative process that I'm sure is very different for everyone, but they have a system that kind of works for them and things. And I'm okay, so... For the listeners, too, like I'm looking at this EP. I have it in my hands right now. The album artwork is just absolutely beautiful. Um, can you kind of talk me through like what I'm looking at here and yeah. and sort of where, where things came from? Yeah, so Mallory Blair, um, actually she, now it's Mallory Clapsaddle Photography. She's out of Louisville, and she and I were fast friends at photography school in UK in 2005. I think I met her when I was going to school there. Um, and we reunited after, I hadn't seen her in probably almost 15 years <laughs> and, and we re- reunited and shot this at Boonesboro State Park. There's, um, the beach there down by the river and there's this sacred sycamore. And so we're looking at the back cover right now. The sacred sycamore is so magical. Um, if you go, please respect the sacred sycamore. I'm telling you where this is in like giving you lots of, uh, lots of, 
this is it's a lot for me to bestow this information upon you right now so so please treat it carefully so this sacred sycamore is is dying and so you can crawl between these huge roots that are standing on the beach and stand up inside of it and do magic in there because it's hollow inside because it's dying and someone some i am assuming uh disrespectful man because in my experience men are the ones who do destructive things like this has sawed off parts of the roots and so on the back cover there's there's me standing next to one of these sawed off roots um topless with my sawed off removed breast from my mastectomy and then i had like an infection and had to have it removed again so i'm (laughs) there's like the tree has this like circle missing right next to my circle that's missing on my chest and it's like it's very poignant that is incredible as you describe it and I'm looking at this and it's sort of all coming together because I know you overcame so many challenges in the last couple years while you were creating this project and how did you do that how did you somehow and I don't know what you feel comfortable sharing (laughs) yeah yeah. you just um, did share about a mastectomy but I find your journey to be incredibly inspiring in terms of your resilience and just putting one foot in front of the other Mm -hmm. through this process. And maybe it's good for folks to hear about your journey because it could really help someone who maybe has similar challenges, but anything that you'd like to... Um, Psychiatric medication is really helpful. I'm grateful for the healthcare system. Like yesterday, I had a moment where I wasn't going to, ha- I was like told that I couldn't have my medication. And I'm like, you know, dealing with more medical stuff right now. And I was like, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can do this winter if I don't, can't have my anti anxiety, antidepressant. I cannot live <laughs> without it. And then today they're like, oh, we were, we were wrong. You're, you're getting your drugs. I'm like, okay, now I can live. <laughs> Um, and really, yeah, I had a friend this morning asking, like, how do you do that? How do you, I'm like, you just keep, I don't know. I don't know. You just keep going, I guess. That's, you know, and I've, I don't know. I've heard people say, oh, I couldn't do what you're doing or I could, I don't know how you're doing. Well, I, in my experience, like you deal with the cards that you're dealt, like, you know, it, I think you could do it. You know, if you were, if you were dealt this hand that I've been dealt, you would deal with it. That's what we do as humans. That's how we're resilient. That's how we've gotten to where we take, we've taken over the entire freaking planet. Like humans are resilient and adaptable. Wow. And you have to do that or you die really. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just to be really dramatic. (laughs) No, I think that's a good, that's good for us to think about because sometimes you do feel like, how would I ever do that? But when you're faced with it face to face, you just do it. And sometimes you process it later, but at the end of the day, we're capable of handling so much more than we could ever give ourselves credit for. Cheers to that. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you are a fierce feminist Appalachian folk punk princess. Yes, ma'am. So I wouldn't expect anything else. And uh, I'd like to, you know, continue diving into this new album. So the next song we're going to hear is Luna Moth. So what can you tell us about this song? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I realized later, I'll just be super real with you. I realized later that I developed an infatuation for a friend as my mom was dying from cancer. And I wrote this song because I, I knew I could see myself doing it at the time. Like I, you know just one dude who's like nice to me 
<laughs> it doesn't take much. The bar's really low. Like, <laughs> men have been so awful that it's like, this is how low the bar is. So, uh, yeah, it was nice to me. And so, um, I, yeah, I was physically sick. And that's what this, the song says. It makes me sick. You're leaving. It makes me sicker. I want you to stay. But I was also realizing at that time, it was, I was like physically dri- like driving around and the song was in my head. And then I saw a Luna Moth in the road. And I was actually sick because my mom was sick. And I would, I would do this a lot when she was dealing with, she would, you know, had cancer and, I would get sick when she was sick, and yeah, we had this connection. So, anyway, uh, that's I guess all you need to know. Here's Luna Moth. Oh, yeah. 
going out in the dust upon your skin. I will put you in my shrine. 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 I will put you in my listening to Little Sister Radio on Berea College News and Radio. I'm Amy Harmon and I'm here with the incredible artist Rainbow Star who has just released a brand new EP today, Holler Ghost, and that was Luna Moth off the album. Well done. Thank you. Well done on that song. (laughs) Thanks. It's very powerful. Mm -hmm. And um, speaking of power, you have so many passions in life. And I'm always really inspired by your life and how you live your life and the things that bring you joy. Like I have viewed you as someone who doesn't follow anything you know anybody else is doing but you really created your own path and I'm just wondering if you could share more about your passions in life and are you talking about the Rainbow Sparkle Palace (laughs) yes I love Rainbow Sparkle Palace (laughs) I was hoping you'd say that so could you share elaborate on Rainbow Sparkle Palace so it's uh yeah it's my tiny house my 96 square foot tiny home here in in the outskirts of Berea in the woods and um, uh, until today I did not have indoor plumbing for seven years <laughs> just the outhouse and as of today I have an addition in my house and a flush toilet and tomorrow I'll be able to take a bath and a bathtub indoors <laughs> it's gonna be amazing I'm excited but yeah I've lived out there very rustically for seven years um, and it's yeah, it's hard, like, once or twice a winter without indoor plumbing. <laughs> once or twice a winter, I'd be like, ah! You know? <laughs> I, I don't have indoor pl- You know, it gets hard occasionally, but for the most part, it's fine. And it's simple. What inspired you to begin living in that way? Um, well, first, I was a prepper. I was afraid that everything was going to go, mm-hmm. yeah, to hell in a handbasket. And, uh, and then I was just severely impoverished, so... I mean, yeah, you do what you have to do, really. Let me describe this place for you all listening. Um, so you drive up, and it, it really is the Rainbow Sparkle Palace. She has turned the outdoors into um, 
a magical living space where, picture this, <laughs> there's a sweet cottage with an outdoor dining area complete with um, all this magic everywhere you looked, like little pinwheels and little um, positive sayings and symbols and um, you know, she had a little table with a little umbrella outside where she'll serve you tea, like sun tea, and <laughs> she's got this awesome setup. I know you just got, you know, the toilet and the, and the bath and things like that, but prior to that, she had an outdoor bath, and she had a super awesome composting toilet and an mm-hmm. outdoor shower, mm-hmm. and seriously, if you love nature and you're in tune with nature, this would be the ideal living situation plus I can't even imagine what it must be like at nighttime with the stars and being in touch with just more natural things which we seem to get really separated from in our current lives so my home is everything to me yeah there's a lot of magic done in those woods yeah with my kitty cats I was gonna say she has these awesome kitty cats that are also pretty magical yeah and that when you go visit you you feel just rainbows intentionality behind like you definitely feel your intentionality behind everything so I appreciate you having me out there and that just really neat and you've chosen Berea as your home um do you want to talk about that at all in terms of why you like living in Berea yeah well I wrote a song called Berea (laughs) Uh, my daddy named Little Pine Valley Drive um in the 80s I I grew up here um until I was like nine or ten, and then we left, and it was broken hearted. I was broken hearted when we left. So, um, yeah, just the woods and being safe in nature is everything to me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And you left Berea and you came back. So, thanks for coming back. I mean, thanks for still being here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had left, and um, when you were here, when I got back, which was really cool, because I don't think you were here when I was here before, because I was. We came back four years ago and had left in 20, oh, 2008. So I think we just missed each other yeah. somehow or another, but glad you're back. And you add so much to the community here, and that's very awesome to have have that part of you that's very intertwined with the community and things like that. So, okay, so we're going to play another song off the EP, Holler Ghost. This is the title track. I am very excited to hear you unpack this song and what it means to you and how it came about. Yeah, so uh, any guess? I want to hear you guess what a, what's a holler ghost. Um, I mean, being a believer in ghosts, oh gosh, we're coming into Halloween weekend yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, I, I would think probably like stories that gets passed through the countryside potentially on and on through generations that's my little guess (laughs) (laughs) so holler goes in my holler there are these dogs that uh, that holler and it (laughs) it echoes through the holler and like when they get going they sound they sound like ghosts and it's Mm -hmm. one of the first things I noticed there and um, I was staying out at the Sisters of Loretto convent where I stay um, by myself take a silent meditation retreat and fast for a few days every year and I heard the coyotes out there for the first time. And that's, I wrote Holler Ghost there. And it's, you know, it's a song about longing um, for a love. And uh, I love this song. <laughs> yeah. 
tell me more about the silent retreat because mm. I've never done something like that. Highly and, recommend. Yeah. I mean, I already live in the woods by myself, but I go deeper in the woods to be more by myself and turn off my phone and leave it in the car and tell everybody, you know, leave me alone. <laughs> so what does it feel like? Like how, when does it start to set in that you're not talking and immediately? So yeah. like the last time I went out there, I, you know, I put my phone in my car, I bring my stuff in and my instruments. And as soon as I, as soon as I set foot in the house, I start getting downloads of poetry and music. It's like, it's, yeah, it's like the, the muses are like, okay, everything's quiet. Now you can hear us. It's <laughs> so, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that would be good to do. I think it takes a certain amount of self-control maybe is or what does it take to do that because right now our lives are so constantly inundated with information and visual emotional like everything's coming from external what does it take or what do you what do you have how do you prepare for something like that I mean I guess I do have a fair amount of discipline I've been accused of that although some I've often felt like I don't have as much as I want but also watch the social dilemma on YouTube mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I watched that and I was like I'm buying a home phone I am downgrading my plan I'm gonna leave my phone in my car like do not try to text me <laughs> I'm done with this right yeah Oh man! Leaving social media soon after this after this record's out, at least at least Facebook and Insta. So I guess that's what's hard about it too is that all of the marketing communication stuff is so linked to social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't even get invited to events if you don't have social yeah. media or yeah. know what's going. So I hope that you know there's the possibility that something else will emerge that would be more lo-fi mm-hmm. that could bring us back together without because yeah. then when you take a break from social media I, I know I feel excluded from like I don't have all the information what's happening because I I took like a year off Facebook which was back when only Facebook really it was only Facebook mm-hmm. um, and Instagram was just sort of coming in uh, to focus but um, it's funny when I got back on after that year, it was the same people posting the same. Things. Oh my gosh! It's <laughs> like, oh yeah, there's Billy Bob posting about you know, I don't, I don't the know, government, yeah, or something. Cool. It's like, wow, I don't story, know that bro. I missed that much. <laughs> cool story, bro. But then I also had um, you know John who would tell me like, oh yeah, there's an event tonight at such and such, but I, I wouldn't have known. So yeah. it was kind of cheating in a way. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know what kind of courage we'll all have to have as a collective to walk away from it but um and I know in sociology as a Bria college student like you learn that technology changes so fast and it has an impact on us before we know the result of what what that's going to be we don't know it until it's too late so I I admire you because I remember you well recently you did just get the home phone and then keeping your cell phone out in the car or something I was like I might need to try that that's Something valuable. Yeah, absolutely. Very valuable. Okay, well, without further ado, let's listen to Holler Ghost. It kind of got off, got us off track a bit, but here's Holler Ghost. Every night is just the same. Holler ghosts, when know your name. I'm 
calling for you. Sister Radio just reviewing her brand new EP that was released today, Holler Ghost. And we just heard the title track, Holler Ghost. Um, so I'm curious during that track, I mean, really it picked up on the cello. And of course, you have cello throughout the album. Tell me about that. And I know you love cello, but tell me about why you love cello and then maybe who was playing on these songs. 
Yeah, um, so that was Natasha Jaff, uh, founder through Fiverr. All my cellists I found through Fiverr. Um, and you also heard Tyler Duvall singing backing vocal there. I forgot to mention that. Um, yeah, cello, it, it rips your heart out. It, like, goes right through your chest. There's something, like, mournful and, like, so just deep and, like, nostalgic about cello. I just love it. It's perfect. <laughs> I would eat it up. So what I would often do, too, is I would layer, like, three or four cello tracks um, on each of these. So, because I love cello that much. I just want to make all the cello, more cello. <laughs> we need more cowbell. <laughs> We I need just more cello. picture you in a room with like five or six cellos <laughs> around you playing right now. <laughs> in ecstasy. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so what do you hope that the album accomplishes, if anything? Maybe you hadn't set out to have it accomplish anything, but... I mean, it got me through um, a really hard time. It was the light at the end of the tunnel last year after my mom died, and then I was diagnosed with breast cancer after like having a preventative mastectomy and it was the light at the end of the tunnel. So, um, yeah, it's already, it's already served its purpose. It pulled me through what I was going through to like, just keep on keeping on living life. And so there we have it. I have a question for you. You were about to tell me earlier what you think, you think this album sounds different from my previous albums. I want to hear why. Yes, so um, this is the third time that Rainbow has been in the Little Sister Radio studio. Um, and this is, yeah, the third album, which is just incredible that you would have, have this body of work now. And I feel um, that has been an evolution of your work in so many ways. And I was um, saying earlier that there is a directness, a realness, um, that, well, in the description, it, it says um, that this album is sure to delight and offend, <laughs> which I found like so fascinating because I feel like there are definitely songs that, um, that cause you to unpack it maybe, or it, it stimulates you to think about what it was that um, prompted that in the song that was so direct and maybe um, more packing groups of people into, you know, categories that maybe I hadn't heard before, like men specifically. So, um, because I think it, it is, it is, um, yeah, it sort of catches you off guard in a way that helps you to think deep, more deeply about the issues that you're singing about. So um, I don't know if, um, yeah, and I think maybe from my own experience of, yeah, definitely like any of the negative things that have happened in my life has, you know, been from a man, mm -hmm. you know, causing that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I have like awesome men too. You do. So um, is a really good one. Yeah. So it's kind of like um, sometimes I found myself shying away from some of the songs, only from a maybe more of a PTSD standpoint of like that that brought up something in me that I'd rather forget almost. Mm -hmm. So um, which I didn't really feel. I didn't get that reaction from your other albums. Not that that's a bad thing, because I think it's it just is highlighting perhaps the extra little, you know, um, 
stick into the point, you know? Like <laughs> Amy's twisting her finger right now like she's got a knife that's jabbed in someone's guts just for y'all You yeah. can't see this. And so I would highly recommend the listeners listen to the full album because um, there's a couple songs that I'm you can't that play. On we're the not video. able to share, but um, or I could share them, but um, I'm but pretty I, sure you can't <laughs> do that and still stay on the radio. No, uh-uh. so go out and listen to this. It's on, and maybe that that I don't know if you have any reaction to what I said before I move on, but um, no, <laughs> no. So I, I guess what what I'm hearing the difference is is that the, you know this album makes you think more deeply in a way that the others didn't. Is that is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, the provocative nature of it does, um, you know, and you said it so perfectly, like, um, in that one phrase, too, it's, uh, join the movement before they ban it. Yeah. And that is maybe something that you might have part of the conversation might be that. So, yeah, I think it's, I don't know if, I don't want to say brave not the word that's coming to mind, it's, but more like the authenticity authenticity and respect for your muse and what is like this is leading somewhere and it's you're always so so attentive to that muse you know what I mean so I think it's like following the universe path for your music in a way that could yeah has potential positive and negative um, responses so yeah, for sure <laughs> so for that I'd say good job thank like, you that's and I'm thankful to be your friend mm. through it you know what I mean like I to you. cheer you on and encourage people to listen and thank you come up with their own thoughts about it so mm. um so long answer to a short question <laughs> Love it. but what are you excited about for the future um so I haven't really shared this with anyone yet, but I'm thinking about taking a whole nother path and changing my name, my artist name and everything. Um, and uh, more to be revealed in the future. So I may come back as someone else in the future. Um, my eyes are so big right now. I'm so excited for this. You have no idea. Yeah. Very so, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, for several reasons. One, like the death threats I've gotten recently on a song whose name I can't say on the radio. Um, the, just the bands that I've gotten for the last like two or three years that have made it. Honestly, it, it, it feels impossible to really get my music out there. Like I studied digital music marketing for three years and then all the ways that I know how to do it. And I've like taken the courses, I'm continuing to take courses and, and um, my stuff will not get get out there because of things, including songs on this record that are, you know, big red flags for, uh, I don't know, the powers that be controlling the social media. And so, yeah, yeah it's, uh, I've got to find a way around that. And um, yeah, I'm just, I feel like I'm changing. I'm like growing up in a way, I'm, I'm, went through a phase of like all these bright colors and I'm moving back to who I was before was like a lot of black and gray and and so anyway more to be revealed that's awesome yeah and in the meantime how can people find this album your music in general yeah um rainbow star is on all the streaming platforms every one of them every one of them um and then rainbowstarmusic.com I'm also on TikTok, Insta, Facebook, not for much longer, but yeah, Rainbow Star Music on all those platforms. That's awesome. Okay, so 
I can't believe this, but we only have one more song. <laughs> this is it's like really flown by. It's mm. been so awesome. I really appreciate you sharing so many, um, you know, personal insights to the music. It's not often that we get to hear these things from an artist. You know, usually you just kind of hear things and then just go maybe go right along or not with your music actually <laughs> but sometimes that happens so thank you for being here um really appreciate it and Absolutely. the last song that we're going to play leeches and i am so curious about the intro <laughs> to the song based on the name but also the content too so tell, like tell them about the intro to this, to this song oh wait yeah t- tell them more tell them <laughs> so, about the song you tell them you about the song. You tell them about the song. Okay. Um, so <laughs> the the intro says, uh, not that anyone asked my opinion, but from here it would appear that you fear more than leeches, more than speeches, or not reaching your dreams. You fear succeeding and being loved. So it's like a kind of F, F you kind of to someone that, you know, uh, I was involved with and, and saw that it seemed like they were emotionally unavailable, and so I wrote this song. Um, and also, in, in case anyone's wondering, if you go swim at Floyd Ranch Reservoir, there are leeches. <laughs> so that's that's here in town. Um, yeah, leeches are terrible. I mean, it's whatever. You just wear flip-flops. It's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get them on your legs. No, too. I don't. I never have. Just wear flip-flops. Problem solved. So... <laughs> Swim, swim, swim. For the record, I do not want to go anywhere where there's <laughs> leeches. Yeah. People don't. <laughs> it seems like the areas that they live in, for those of you who haven't had the um, distinct um, opportunity to be... <laughs> it's it's like in water that's not very flowy, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. like... Because I remember as a child getting them all over me. And it's... Ew. Yeah. Okay, well, they had one. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. one. <laughs> On your hands? Yeah, and then, and yeah, because, you know, when you climb out, you have your hands in the muck, and then I was out there with a friend, and I had to pull one off her toe, <laughs> and then, I won't tell you, there's some more, but yeah, no big, it's no big deal. No, it's not, it's, it's a big ooey-gooey tick. <laughs> it's not. It sucks blood from everywhere. I mean, I love swimming so much that it yeah. does not matter yeah. to me. Yeah, no. Just you... wear flip-flops, not a problem. <laughs> I'm telling you. For all you listeners out there, leeches aren't that big of a deal. <laughs> so, um, before we play this song, is there anything else, any final thoughts that you have before we wrap this show up? Um, I love you. I'm so grateful that you're my friend. And thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. And, um, yeah, couldn't be more thankful to have you here. And so, last song, Little Sister Radio. Uh of the hour with Rainbow Star, her song Leeches off her brand new EP titled Holler Ghost. Thanks so much for being with us, and I hope that you can be with me next time. Until then, all the best. Here's Leeches.
If I speak in italics, would you finally hear me? So let's speak in italics, lean right into the future. Will you live up to your talent? I'm not afraid to lose you. Not that anyone. Songs to fill, songs to fill. Not that anyone has my opinion, but from here it would appear like a P.S. And it's a rather important P.S. indeed. Musings from the Rainbow Sparkle Palace is financed almost entirely by your generous contributions. If you're gleaning valuable info from this podcast and would like to give back, I invite you to visit rainbowstarmusic.com slash podcast. Scroll down till you see the button that says buy rainbow some time and you can quickly via PayPal send some money to this podcast and I thank you so much it means the world to me that this podcast means something to you